When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Here you go. Here you go. Snow border extraordinaire. That's the nothing personal word of the day. You have found a Samson sit down with Maddie Mastro, an actual snowboarder extraordinaire. We're talking about a medalist at the X Games. We're talking about someone who has accomplished more at the age of 22 than most of us will, period, at the age of my age. Maddie, welcome to Nothing Personal. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, this is great. Thank you for joining us. I want to get right down into it. I want to tell people exactly who you are, what you do, except I want you to do it in your words because I've watched you on TV. I've watched your clips. I've engaged with your social media, but tell our audience right from the top, what do you want them to know about you? So I am a snowboarder from California. I grew up in Southern California. Um, I spent most of my winters chasing the snow, still do. Uh, I've been to two Olympics now uh, X games, just following the contest circuit around. I compete in half pipe. Um, that's the thing that looks like quite literally half of a pipe. Um, yeah. And that's just a little snippet into kind of what I've been doing since I was 15. So you've been to two Olympic games already at 22. Half, what is the yes. career generally of a snowboarder extraordinaire? What is the earliest that you can start making money? And what's the latest that you can look down at a half pipe and say, you know what, I may break a hip? Um, I think every day you look down the half pipe and you think I may break a hip. Um, so that is kind of just consistent, whether you're 15 or 30. Um, but for career length, it can go, it just really depends on the athlete. You can go from pretty much you start your professional career when you're 15, hopefully, um, and then it can last until you're 30, 35. Um, but the general range is 15 to 35 and 35 is you're killing the game. You're doing something right. So what do you do when you're 15? When we, in baseball, we draft players 
international players when they're 16. In the U.S., you can't draft someone till they're 18 or out of high school. 15 seems to me to be very young to be professional. Who has to be with you? Do you have an agent? How quickly do you get an agent? And did your parents travel around with you when you were 15? Yes. And so growing up, you go through that, like, it's almost like the, like a shot, like growing up playing AYSO soccer or something, you're doing the regional contest, you're doing all that. And then by 15, um, for me personally, I started doing more of the pro circuit. Um, that was kind of 15 is the age limit for a lot of the pros, like the world cups, you have to be 15 to compete in them. Um, so when you're 15 and if you qualify to make the pro circuit, you kind of just start that circuit. Um, and I, you can get an agent when you're 15 or younger. It really just depends from athlete to athlete. I mean, I think there's some athletes that have gotten agents when they're probably 11 and they're going to be these little phenomenal stars of snowboarders. So it really depends on the athlete. For me, I was about 15 when I got my first agent, my parents did travel with me up until a certain point, there was a certain point when they had to like cut me loose. They're like, we got jobs. We got to go back to like, here's your, you travel with your coach. They're going to watch you. You better be good. Go do your thing. Did you know when you were 11 that you were good? 11 super young in my mind. It's super. So I started snowboarding when I was about, well, I started skiing when I was two and then I switched to snowboarding when I was about five or six. And I was just, a, I'm still in obviously a very competitive person. And that was very true when I was six or 11. And I wouldn't say I knew I was super good at it, but I definitely knew that I had fun at, with snowboarding. And I also knew I liked to win. Um, and so those two things kind of went hand in hand when I was 11. I think maybe my parents knew I was good. My parents definitely knew that I had some potential or else they wouldn't have probably been so helpful and driving me places, taking me to events, but they definitely knew I had potential for me. It really was just something when you're 11, it's all about having fun. When you were on skis at two, I started at four. And the way my dad taught me to ski is he put me on the top of the hill, brought me up the lift and said, go on down. <laughs> and I cried and I said, I can't. It looks like I'm on the top of Mount Everest. And he said, no problem. It's harder when it's dark. <laughs> and, and now I guess that would be considered abusive, but at mm -hmm. the end of the day, it made me into this great skier. I mean, I knew I was good from when I was four. I'm just kidding. I've always been just <laughs> a casual skier, but I'm trying to picture you at two. What was, I can't get a two-year-old, you know, to not go in a diaper. What is, what does a parent do to teach you at two? And then how did you know that you even liked it at two? My parents' whole thing for us growing up was like we came with them to do all their activities. They're very active. And what my parents and my mom always say is like we wanted to go skiing and daycare was too expensive, so they just came with. So we just always got thrown into the mix of doing all the activities. And I pretty much fell in love with skiing. I didn't want to switch to snowboarding, which is a little secret. Don't tell my snowboarding friends that. But I love skiing. And I remember having that love for skiing. I just loved going fast and my skis allowed me to do that. But then once I switched to snowboarding, I realized that it was amazing. And I, and I newfound love for that, but I I just love skiing and I love going fast. And my parents just, it was just something that was included in life is we participate, we ski, we try all the sports you can, whatever you can do, we're doing it. Soccer, baseball, skateboarding, surfing, skiing. It was kind of just a 
a given in our family of we participate in outdoor activities and sports. So what's it like when you're a teenager and you say to yourself, you know, I may be able to go to the Olympics. Not many people have ever been able to ever say that. So how does that conversation go when your friends are out there trying to maybe get boyfriends or girlfriends or they're trying to figure out how to get through geometry and you're saying to yourself, I could go to the Olympics. How did that conversation go in your mind? It was definitely, I think I realized that when I was about 14, I went to my first Olympics in 2018. So I realized at the 2014 Olympics that this was definitely a possibility. And when you're 14, I think I was a freshman in, or maybe even in like eighth grade, not yet a freshman um, in high school. So it kind of definitely changed the way that I was viewing high school and going to school every day. I had to then make a plan and reroute my life a little bit and do homeschooling more often. But it was a different shift of what my friends um, were thinking at school than I was. Um, and growing up in the snowboarding world, I think the Olympics is something that is kind of this four-year cycle that is talked about a lot and almost normalized within the snowboarding. So I had the perfect mix of like being in normal school and also snowboarding. So like being in high school with all my friends that are working on playing soccer or classes, it really helped kind of put it in perspective of like how big of an opportunity the Olympics are. And, and it was kind of a crazy thing to like comprehend at 14. I don't think I realized it until I was 18, kind of how crazy that concept is that at 14, I realized I could go to the Olympics. Who told you you made the team? How did that conversation go? Was it on the phone My, by text? Um, so the way the qualifying works is you go to a bunch of different qualifying events leading up to the Olympics, the same season. And my mom had it like mapped out of like how many points I had, where I was sitting in the rankings, what other people had to do in order to bump me out of it. Um, and so I think we were driving from, uh, to Colorado for an event. And my mom told me like, I've done the math. And you've made the team. They're not, I can't announce it officially, but I've done every single possibility. I've done all the equations. You've made the team. There's no way you can't make the team. And I remember sitting in the passenger seat and her telling me that, and just kind of like this relief coming scream? off my shoulders. You didn't I think look at the veil pass and say, oh my God, I've conquered you? <laughs> I was, there was so much emotion and energy going on. Like the only thing that like felt natural was like literally just breathing. And it was just kind of like a relax. Like, okay, we did it. I'm going to the Olympics. I love the fact that you said we. People underestimate the role that parents have and coaches have and agents have. It's, it's uh, athletes have a very hard job. You have to be the best at what you do to be professional. But there's a whole lot of things going on behind the scenes that in theory are supposed to clear your head and enable you to compete at your best. And uh, I want you to give a shout out if you don't mind. Tell me about your team. Shout out to your team right now. My team, we've got mom, dad. We've got boyfriend, Ryan Walkendorfer, also a snowboarder. My coach, James Jackson. Um, my PTT too. They're standing in the room. They just raise their hands up. Um, and then my agent, Tom Yaps, all my sponsors, um, all my partnerships, my dog, Pippi, wouldn't be able to do it without my dog. Oh, come on. Um, Don't bring that here. We're trying to have a, what does Pippi do? 
Pippi is my, she's my emotional support animal. It sounds crazy, but she's, you come home after a hard day and you just got a happy dog that helps with my mental health overall and couldn't do it without a dog. Dogs just make everything better. How many Twix a day do you eat? Would you say? Um, for me, I mean, we've got a busy day, so I try to get in one at lunch and we're good to go. I'm a candy addict. We have to talk about Twix because you're doing something that is so cool. And for people watching this on YouTube at Nothing Personal with David Sampson, if you're listening, go watch it. Because behind Maddie looks like two skis, but it's actually one snowboard, except it's only designed by half. The other half is blank. And you, not me, not Maddie, because I assume that we can't qualify to do it, but one of you listening or somebody has a chance to design this snowboard. So what Maddie did is she partnered with Twix. I can only assume that they came, who came, by the way, before we say, who came up with this? It's my favorite promotion I've ever seen. Well, so this is called the Twix Snowboard behind me and it's a split board and this will help give a little context. So a split board is a snowboard that breaks into two and then you use it so you can then walk up the mountain pretty much like skis and you walk you stand on them and you use them as like kind of like snowshoes and it helps you get up a mountain and then you put them back together to go down but it splits into a left and a right and as we know twix has a left and a right um so it matched perfectly and they created the twix snowboard and so it's left to right what side design i've designed the right the right side and the left side is for my fans, the audience, anyone to go and submit a design to be chosen to be the left side. So you go to twix.com slash cookie dough. I kid you not. That is it. Twix.com slash cookie dough. And you only have till Wednesday, February 8th. So you go there and then one lucky winner is actually going to have your design chosen. Your design will be put on the board, but even cooler well, that's actually sort of really cool. You get to meet Maddie and try out the board. And then Twix is going to give away a hundred Twix dough boards. Now we do a lot of reads and we promote a lot of things, but this one I am doing out of the love of this idea, because the fact that somebody, are you going to use that in competition or are you going to use it casually? Tell me. So, so I compete in half pipe. And so we've got certain boards for that, but when I'm not competing in half pipe, um, I spend a lot of my time doing this thing called split boarding, which is what this board is exactly designed to do, which is a way to explore the mountain, the backcountry, another side of snowboarding. So this will be my go-to when I am not in the half pipe and just exploring the mountain. Well, I think that's really, really super cool. I want to get to two other things. I don't know how much time you have, but I have a question for you. When you are talking about and going to the X Games and going to the Olympics, there's been a lot of talk about equal pay, about gender equality and trying to figure out who's doing what. You're 22 mind. Do you feel pressure to speak out given how big your platform is? Do you think about issues like equal pay when you're talking to your sponsors, et cetera? Tell me where you are in this sort of debate that is so overdue, but so current right now. I think for me, I've been grateful enough to have the right team support me and have those hard conversations when it comes to equal pay and, and all those big conversations to help me and guide me through those. And I am backed by an amazing group of sponsors that have the same beliefs and support me um, as a woman. And I 
do think snowboarding and all these companies have come a long way when it comes to equal pay, but it's not something that is, we're done talking about yet. It's definitely something that is still there and it's something I think about, but I have the right group behind me to help support me and have those big conversations and make sure that I'm being paid what is my value and what I deserve. So I'm super grateful for the team that I have and equal pay is something that I believe is a topic that still should be talked about and until it doesn't need to anymore. Well, I'll tell you something, as a professional snowboarder extraordinaire, you are doing a lot of great things in and out of the half pipe. I wanna talk about, before I let you go, your promotion and what you're doing to make sure people get it. You're partnered with Twix. There's a Twix Doughboard that's been created. It's a split board. Please, right now, everybody, go to twix.com slash cookie dough. Only through Wednesday, February 8th. So if you're past that, just go to the store and buy Twix and watch Maddie compete. But if it's before the 8th, go to twix.com slash cookie dough and your design on the split board could be the winner. And they're gonna give away 100 of them, plenty of Twix, you get to meet Maddie. And all in all, that sounds pretty cool. Maddie, I appreciate your time. I know you gotta run, you're busy and we will be watching you and following your career. You have at least 13 great years in front of you and I look mm -hmm. forward to catching up with you again one day soon. Thank you so much for having me. Take care.